Welcome to Lawyers Who Lead. I'm your host, Seagal Barnes. I'm excited to share that Lawyers Who Lead was on the road last week podcasting in person at the ABA Tech Show in Chicago, Illinois. For any listeners who aren't familiar, the ABA Tech Show is an annual gathering where lawyers, legal professionals, and legal tech entrepreneurs come together to learn about the most useful and practical technologies supporting the legal industry. So instead of hearing one episode for this week, you'll be listening in on a bunch of short interviews that I had with leaders from the conference who are deeply involved in the legal tech space. Next week, we'll be going back to our original episode programming, but in the meantime, enjoy these episodes. And if you were at the conference or you have any questions about the insights that you hear, please feel free to reach out to me. Let's get to it. Welcome to Lawyers Who Lead, a podcast that challenges the notion that the law lags behind. I'm your host, Seagal Barnes. Each week, I invite a lawyer who's making powerful changes through extraordinary leadership. In each episode, we'll travel through another lawyer's life, identify what they do best, and then devise how to apply these concepts to your own world. So let's get to it. Our first guest today is Jazz Hampton, CEO and general counsel at TurnSignal, a Black-owned tech company that provides real-time legal guidance from an attorney to drivers all while their camera records the interaction. He has been featured on MSNBC, CBS, and Afrotech, and was named one of Minneapolis-St. Paul's 40 Under 40 in 2022. Jazz is both attending and speaking at the tech show, and I'm very excited for you to meet our next lawyer who leads. Let's get right into the interview, recorded live at the ABA Tech Show, right now. Jazz, welcome to the show. Honored to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Absolutely. So I'm just going to get right into it. Can you tell me your lawyer origin story as well as how did you get into legal tech and how did you ultimately start TurnSignal? Yeah. So my origin story actually starts with technology. So my undergrad is actually in computer science. I was a developer at 3M is what I was doing when I was in undergrad. And I remember I was in their office building and I'm so extroverted. I'm one of the most extroverted people in the world. And I was in this web development group and I was like, I can't sit here for the next 50 years of my life. And I always had a passion for law and I wanted to learn more. And so that summer I applied to law school. I was accepted. And then from there on out, I knew what I was going to do. When I was in law school, I was a public defender. Uh, And then when I graduated, I was a civil litigator for five, six years at a national law firm that's based out of Minneapolis. I was teaching a law class at Mitchell Hamlin School of Law in Minnesota. And then about two and a half years ago, I left all of that to start TurnSignal. Was there something that was a catalyst for starting TurnSignal for you? Yeah. So I'm born and raised, never moved out of Minnesota. That's where my undergrad and law school was. And so that means I was in the front row of tragedy that was happening there, right? It started with Philando Castile in 2016. Actually, my two co-founders grew up with the Castile family. One of them went to the school that Philando was a chef at at the time of his passing. Uh, So that was like a a first initial view into the underlying issue of why we started TurnSignal. And then, of course, George Floyd happens in 2020. And the whole world reacts. Every person and company reacts in a real way immediately after that. So... From there, we started having conversations. One of our, uh, a partner who, who helps us from a business standpoint was explaining how we can start the business from that aspect because none of us had started businesses before. And we all quit our jobs in October, November of 2020 to start building TurnSignal with my wife's permission, I should say. <laughs> Very important. Always need it. Yes, yes. And we haven't looked back since. Now we're 10 plus employees, nearly 200 attorneys on the platform. Thank you for sharing that. That's yeah. such an incredible story. And if you can explain to me why did you go the route of like the pullover versus like, let's say another route? Yeah. So 
What I always say is I've been pulled over 12 times in my life and I've never received a ticket. In the later times I've been pulled over in my life, subsequent to becoming a lawyer, I know those interactions are different. And what I always say is from an access to justice standpoint, folks don't know the law and they don't have a lawyer to call, the vast majority of folks. So in that moment, it's a very legal-based interaction, as are accidents, because you can use turn signal when you're in an accident as well. And so in both those instances, people need to know their legal rights and not feel bad for using them in the moment. I always say that if an officer says, hey, I want to search your car, people feel trepidatious about saying, like, oh, I'm not comfortable with that if you don't have a legal ability to right now. And now with a lawyer there, you can say, you know what, the lawyer said that if you don't have probable cause, I shouldn't let you do that. And it makes you not feel like a jerk, you know, but you shouldn't feel like a jerk for just saying, I want to use my rights in this moment. And then the other important part is, I've seen these tragedies happen, and we always said we need to de-escalate this interaction. That's why every attorney on our platform has to go through a third-party de-escalation training as well. It's built into our fabric because when I talk to police officers, I just presented to the LAPD. When I presented to them, I said, I want these interactions. When you see a turn signal bumper sticker, I want you to think, oh, this is actually going to be the safest interaction I have today. This person's recording it. They're serious about their safety and mine, and it's going to be a cordial interaction because the lawyer that's there is there to help de-escalate. That's why getting into the vehicle is so important. We see it as the first place that we can start this real-time on-demand legal, and we can go so many more places outside of the vehicle after we get this down well. I am just so floored, and I told you this before the recording, but I'm such a fan of this technology. <laughs> I, I really am. I was wondering if you could just briefly take our listeners through like an instance in which someone could use turn signal in their car. Yeah, I'll give you a real incident that happened. We reach out to drivers after and to the lawyers and ask them for permission to tell the story. And this driver gave us permission. And so this driver was driving in Minnesota. And when he was pulled over, he turned and looked to the passenger's vehicle and said, hey, can you call my daughter and let her know that I don't think I'm going to make it home tonight? I have some, some court fines I didn't plan. I'm not sure that my license is valid right now. And so when that driver was pulled over, he pressed that button and the attorney was there before the officers at the window. And they're going through what they should do. He learned all about the driver in that moment. And then when the officer came, he did ask to search the vehicle. And the driver politely declined. They had a really cordial conversation, both from the law enforcement and the driver perspective. Uh, and the officer said, you know what? Your license is suspended. But you know what? Why don't you just move to the passenger seat? And your passenger get in the driver's seat. And you can go home without ticket or incident. Wow. And, and the driver felt so much more calm. That during the interaction, while the officer wasn't there, the driver expressed that they had really negative interactions with law enforcement previously. And they were scared in that moment. And it was all so much better because there's someone there with them. Not only someone, because it's good to have someone there with you in those moments, but a lawyer that can help you from that perspective yes. makes all the difference in the world. And at the end of that, I always say, you know, Turnstone isn't here to get you out of a ticket. If you're going 75 and a 55, here's your ticket. We're here to fulfill our mission, which is three-pronged and simple. It's to protect driver's rights. It's to de-escalate these interactions. And third, and most importantly, is to make sure everyone gets home safely. Absolutely. And that's what we can live up to in those moments with those drivers. Yeah, and I really like how you're coming at it from not only are we protecting the driver and the people in the car, but we're also protecting the police officers as well. We're just creating a safe environment for everyone yeah. and that people can come into it even from the bumper sticker and say, you know what, this is going to be a really great interaction for me. And that's what I've said from the very beginning. My brother graduated from Alexandria Tech, which is a school in Minnesota, their law enforcement program. Like this is a part of the DNA of the company. We met with over 20 officers before we even built the product to say, hey, this is what we're thinking. 
what suggestions or tweaks would you have? What would rub you the wrong way? What can we do to make this interaction better? Because that had to be built into the fabric. Yes, it's fantastic, Jazz. I love this so much. I appreciate that. Of course. So I'm going to get a little bit into the tech show now. Yeah, yeah. So explain to me, why did you come to the tech show? Yeah, you know, I think there's a really small Venn diagram overlap that is similar to my own personal life, being a computer science major and a lawyer. It's people who love law and love technology and are looking for how can we blend these in a way that makes both better. And that's what I love, the energy around this space. People always say that law is the slowest moving profession from a technology standpoint. And I want to break down that barrier. And I want people to leverage, whether it's a case management tool, a cloud saving tool, or a tool to connect you to drivers when they need you in that moment of fear, This is a great place to foster all of that collaboration to build these products. I was just on the stage with Jack and he started Clio here 15 years ago. And to be in a room where people can support and learn more and find out how to elevate the products that are here, I think it's just absolutely amazing. So let's build upon that. You were in the keynote. You were one of the visionary panelists. Can you tell me one or two things that you got out of that and what were you sharing in that? Yeah, we're talking about how to make sustaining, lasting change in the law. And my two co-panelists were, Jack, of course, hosting, but the two co-panelists from Fido and Hello Divorce were amazing. And the way they're changing the way that we think about billing is incredible. And the way we think about the relationship with a lawyer, I think, is so innovative. And I said when I was up there, I hated billing when I was a practicing attorney. Me too. And now that I am our general counsel, I hate receiving bills from our lawyers. So it's like (laughs) it's the worst on both ends. So how can we innovate those things? How can we change it for the long term? We are a profession based in precedent. And those precedents stay for a long time if people aren't willing to challenge them. And challenge maybe isn't a good word because it's not adversarial. It's an opportunity. And that's one of the things that I was highlighting when I was on the panel is that we need to look at all of these technologies as opportunities, not as something to fear. There's so much, oh, is ChatGPT going to take my job away? It's not. It's going to make your job better. Right. Um, (laughs) The way that people feared word processing and thinking that we wouldn't learn how to spell and we wouldn't learn how to write because the computer is going to do it for us. No, now you just don't have to dictate and have someone draft it for you. And that's cutting down on the bills that you sent to those people in 1965. These are all ways to serve our clients better. And, you know, there's a huge need for access to justice. And so we can do it better. I agree. What a fantastic panel. It was truly. It was fun. So what is one of the biggest takeaways that you've had so far just attending the conference? One of the biggest takeaways I've had was when I was walking around the show floor is that technology is touching every point of the law. From when you're in the car and you're having an interaction with law enforcement, from how to close out matters with new technology that people are offering to law firms, to how you're billing in the interim, to how you're saving documents. New technology is entering every single facet of the profession of law, and that's great because we need a holistic change to the way we're doing things. And I've seen so many companies doing that from all ends of the spectrum. So far, you've already talked so much about leadership in law, but I'm going to just keep trying to get some insights from you. What does leadership in law mean to you? I've done the public defender work. I've done a a large law firm. I'm now general counsel. So like, I've seen different types of positions in law. And when I think of leaders who are doing the good work, what leadership looks like in law, I think of people who are reaching back and saying, hey, these are the struggles that I had when I was at your point, and I don't want to see you go through those struggles. I want to prevent you from struggling. To use a, a maybe an analogy everyone won't love, it's like, just because I have student loans doesn't mean that I want every person behind me to have student loans. Everyone doesn't need to struggle like I did to pay these student loans back, and I hope that we can find a way that they don't have student loans. And just because it's really hard to start a legal practice or it's really hard to be a first-year associate doesn't mean that you have to make it so for the next person behind you. So I think real leaders are looking at their experience and saying, how can I make the person behind me their experience better than mine? 
It's so, so true. And I do believe that there is some element of like, if I struggled, you should struggle too. And I always found that extremely problematic because the easier that we make things for people that are coming after us, actually the better we are at providing access to justice because we're taking away all of that friction for the lawyer so that they can provide better legal services to other people. Exactly right. Exactly. Jazz, thank you so much for being on the show. This was absolutely wonderful. I'm a huge fan of Turn Signal. I'm a huge fan of what you're doing. And uh, can't wait to continue to follow everything that you're doing. Well, and thank you. And I'm a huge fan of Lawline. You guys uh, got my CLE credits all in order this year. So I appreciate you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Jazz. Thank you. Thank you, leaders and future leaders, for listening today. We have a new guest every week, so don't forget to join us next week. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe or follow us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can also follow at Lawyers Who Lead on social. Let's celebrate and continue to build a community of leaders in law together. Lawyers Who Lead is made possible by Lawline, the leading online platform for lawyers who want engaging, relevant CLE and professional growth content. For over 20 years, Lawline has helped hundreds of thousands of attorneys level up by providing award-winning courses in hard-to-find areas and high-demand fields. They have so many courses to choose from that are actually really interesting to listen to and watch. That's why Lawline's rated the highest in the industry with over 1,000 verified reviews on Trustpilot. Lawyers who lead listeners get $100 off Lawline's unlimited annual subscription, which means you can take as many courses as you want for a really good price. Just visit lawline.com slash podcast to get the special offer. Check out Lawline for the best content for leaders and future leaders in legal.